Hardwick. Dominate every player. Needs you. And Richard. Standing tall and proud again. Must be nice. It's time to go. Let's go. I'm always down for something new. I know you're going to dig this. Now, here's Nick and Judson. Well, hello out there. Welcome to your Tuesday. Welcome to Hardwick and Richards right here on Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Join the conversation at Hardwinna. He's at Judson 1360, and we are at Extra 1360. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we will get to our one big question. What's the toughest division in all of football? At 745, we're going to play Name That Quote. You can win a four-pack of tickets to the Celebrity Championship hosted by Marshall Falk at Morgan Run Club and Resort May 19th through the 21st, plus a pair of tickets to the Red Carpet Reception at Morgan Rug Club and Resort on Thursday, May 18th from 7 to 10 p.m. And coming up at 7.15, Philip Rivers on NFL Network was given the number 73 slot in the NFL's top 100 positions. If you were to start, if you were to scrap teams as they are go straight free agency and have a draft where would philip rivers be drafted overall and why but as for now judson one big question daggone machines you just Mm. can't trust the things this is why i don't have a cell phone yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you couldn't live your life without a cell phone. You go two hours a day with no cell phone. I carry my iPad around in airplane mode. Well, the, the iPhone eight is coming out, so it's going to be an iPad. Seriously, it's. I heard it's going to be the size of a MacBook screen. The iPhone eight. Yeah. Stop you it. You have to get a special chest carrier. It's going to be a harness, like a pouch. Yeah, if you don't have a messenger bag for your pooch. A pouch for your pooch for your iPhone 8. That's where it's going to go. What is the toughest division in football and why? That's our one big question. 570-1360. Chime in if you would. If you're driving in your car, we'd love to hear from you. 70470. And, of course, you can hit us up on Twitter like you've been doing all show. Okay. Are you looking at it as what division will have the most wins by the end of the season? Because that's the way I took a look at it going over this last night. No, because I think you could look at conferences in college and you could say this conference is tougher than another conference because they beat one another up. I think overall the wins will kind of emerge as they're playing other divisions. But I think if you've got a a really tough division, there could be some inner fighting there, which could overall knock the ranks down a touch. I've got the NFC East. Going over these, the NFC East to me, you had the Cowboys last year with 13 wins, the Giants with 12 wins. What did the Eagles come away with? I think that the Eagles could be... Seven and nine. Okay, seven and nine for Carson Wentz going into year two, though. Right. Sophomore slump. Well, he didn't have that great of a rookie campaign to have a slump. Well, you, I think he's just going to be better. You go further into the hole. No, I well, that's not the way I see it happening. The Redskins seven, eight, and one. They made the playoffs a couple years ago. So I think the Eagles will be better this year, and I think that the Cowboys and Giants are both in places to somewhat pick up where they left off. I don't know if the Giants will get 12 wins again. Uh, I do think the Cowboys will be very good because of the offensive line and obviously Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott and what they did there last year. I I, I don't offensive necessarily see them changing. falling off. Offensive lines changing in How Dallas. Much? Uh, right tackle's gone, left guard's gone. All right, well, so, that's so Leary's gone, and what they're going to do, you remember the Jonathan Cooper guy who kind of rotated around 
Cardinals, Patriots, and he found himself, I think, uh, maybe finished on the Browns or something last year. Cooper, high first rounder, right? Yes. Hurt himself against the Chargers. Yeah, he's got in that some, preseason game. Yeah, he's got talent, ago. but he's really hasn't fulfilled his potential, which is a nasty word to say. Yes. According to Matt Slauson. If you don't achieve your potential, it's a dirty word. So he's kind of that guy. He's going to be competing for that left guard spot, which they're going to be losing a good player to free agency and Leary there. Doug Free, longtime right tackles gone. Lael Collins is going to be stepping in. Plus, you're looking at guys in their secondary. It's a dangerous position for the Dallas Cowboys. I think this is a dangerous year for them. Not saying they can't do it. Not saying they can't repeat their success. You got more film on what they're doing. Offensive line is changing. Zeke may have a tougher time. Dak may have a tougher time. It may be that sophomore slump for the Dallas Cowboys. And that's kind of been their trend. They went 12 wins, 4 wins, 13 wins. So they've kind of trended in that direction as every other season having success. So you think the Cowboys are going to have a letdown? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I'm not I'm not saying they're going to, but they could. I think the changes on the offensive line, if they don't have Leary and Collins is playing right tackle where he had success in college, if he can be up to snuff at that position, then sure, they can have success. And I think having a good run game is a vital part of their success. So if Zeke can stay on track the way he did last year, he looked like an absolute monster. So I think they can find some success there. But that defense is kind of teetering on thin ice. Okay, so where do you go? Because I, I, I'm looking at the NFC East. Where do you go? You know the one that I'm really excited about? I'm excited about the NFC South. Carolina's going to come up. I'm kind of in alignment with Albert, Albert Breer. We had him on at 630. I said, what's the toughest division of football? He said he was looking at that NFC South. Got Matt Ryan, Atlanta Falcons, just got done playing in his Super Bowl, 11-5. and five, Had a really fabulous finish to the end of their year. New Orleans has Drew Brees. They've always got a chance with Drew Brees. They need to get some help on that offensive line. Their defense was absolutely atrocious last year. If they could pick up that defensive side of the ball, they've got Drew Brees. Drew Brees will put them in a position to win. Carolina is going to have a much better year than they had last year. Six and ten. They got off to that bad start, losing on a missed field goal to Denver week one, Thursday night football. And that really set them back. Luke Keekley was injured. Their defensive line underperformed. They had an injury to their starting center, Khalil, which really hurts. And they brought in Khalil's brother to play left tackle. So they've upgraded their offensive line. Got your boy Christian McCaffrey. My boy. Number eight pick overall. I think they're going to be a really exciting team once again. Plus, I think after the Super Bowl, it was just a big letdown oh, for huge. them it's hard to buy in after you get heartbroken like that and your it's childhood like they were dreams reminded of it to begin the season week one yeah but week one they were absolutely reminded they of were it. never able to shed it because they virtually jumped right back in to what it felt like to lose to the broncos the first week of the season yep and i've got tampa bay being a very good football team next year they were nine and seven last year i like Jameis winston i like Jameis winston on hard knocks I think he's that kind of guy that he's going to really gravitate towards the camera. They've got a great character in him, and I think it's only going to stoke his fire more. It's going to make his leadership come out more. He's a guy when the lights come on, he doesn't get unauthentic. He just gets amplified. And so I think that's going to be Jameis Winston. He's got an awesome wide receiver in Mike Mike Evans. Evans. He's got O.J. Howard. They just signed Deshaun Jackson. 
out of Washington. So I think they're really on pace to OJ be Howard. OJ Howard. That's I right. He's going to be the most impactful rookie this season. I think that they may have gotten the best value at their pick. Oh yeah. Of the entire draft. He went number 19, right? Yeah. So OJ Howard, be... the tight end out of Alabama who you love. I loved him. I thought he should have been a top five pick. If I'm a GM, I'm taking OJ Howard all day. He could catch, he can run, and he can block. What else do you want out of a tight end? I think the tight end position is like the guard position was years ago, undervalued in the National Football League. I think it's a very undervalued position because it affects more than just the passing game. All right, so looking at last year, and I know you have to take that with a grain of salt, but the NFC East, who I went with, they were 39-24-1 overall, all the teams. That's a 62% win percentage. And quick glance, yeah, that's the best in the NFL last year. NFC South, which you like, 33 and 31, a 52% win percentage. So, again, both of them good, but the Panthers could drastically change that if they are much better. Let's talk about the AFC West for a moment. And by the way, 570-1360, the best division in football. What is it? Patrick says on Twitter, he's at Hardwinnum, by the way, at Judson1360. You can tweet us 70470. Begin the text with extra, X-T-R-A, or 570-1360, that phone number. Patrick says, AFC West is the toughest because of the pass rushers. Best division. Now, again, the AFC West last year, 59% win percentage, 38-26. and 26. And imagine what that would have looked like if the Chargers were anywhere near de- decent or close to 500. But you had, what, you had, do you have two 12-win teams with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders? Yes, both 12-4. and four. Right. So that was good. And then the Broncos were, what, 9-7 and seven last year? 9-7. and seven. I'm telling you, I really smell a drop-off from the Broncos coming. I smell a leadership void happening. In Denver. And I don't know what Vance Joseph's going to be able to bring. I've never met him. I don't know what kind of leader he is. Maybe he can come in. But the one thing I know about Gary Kubiak there is he had a system in place. Mm -hmm. And the system maintains itself. When you get it up and running, a lot like you see Andy Reid in Kansas City. When you get the system in place and it's up and running, and it's been through years of grooming, Denver, Houston, Baltimore, Denver, that's Gary Kubiak's system in place. And I think once you get it up and going, it's kind of self-sustaining. Now, Vance Joseph, not sure he even has a system. He was a defensive backs coach in Miami. I don't know if he has a coaching system in place. He's probably still trying to find it. Well, he's going to be working on finding it. That's what first-year coaches do. Now, Albert right. Breer talked about getting that coaching bump. He talked about it for the Chargers, but you could also apply it to the first-year coach in Vance Joseph. But what about John Elway's system? And his his system isn't necessarily X's and O's, but his system is organizationally yes. the demands. The demand of being a winner. Hey, John Fox, you think it's okay to get beaten up in the first round, although you got to the Super Bowl the year before? No, it's not. You are gone. And I think that that does, you know, the 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 belief system that you are going to succeed or that you are out is going to raise guys to another level, at least challenge them to try to find their best. So I don't see the Broncos plummeting because of that. I have the Broncos as an eight-win team, maybe a nine-win team if some things come together. I don't see them at a four-win, five-win team. You think they could fall off that drastically? I do, yeah. I see John Elway being very impatient. And he was kind of forced on this hand to be impatient because Gary Kubiak's health was waning. But there were rumblings anyway that he was going to get rid of Gary. 
that he didn't like the direction the team was going in, no Peyton Manning. But to me, it's searching. It's a little bit of trying something. I wouldn't be surprised if Vance Joseph lasts three years in Denver. And then John Elway says, on to the next one. What happens is you've got a general manager with all the brain power, all the knowledge, but they haven't put themselves in position really to have that great quarterback. And you've got to have a leader. You've got to have somebody emerge as the guy who gives direction to the ship. Peyton Manning was that guy. Every time he came in, that ship just straightened up. Once he got his act together, stopped throwing five interceptions a game. It's hard to lead when you're doing that. But he came back in in the playoffs, and that team took off. And I didn't see any direction last year. And you start having the secondary run their mouths talking about that. And you've got the receivers that are concerned of who's getting them the ball. That's a team without direction when you've got other voices other than your primary leader expressing concern. I do have the AFC West as potentially the most cannibalism of any division. Yes. Now, yeah, I do too. That's a, that's a great way to call it. I still don't necessarily think that the Chargers are going to get a win in division. I honestly believe that. They may get. You think they're going 0 6? They may get one or two. Well, it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. We watched them do it last year. I can see them going 3 and 3. Well, I can a couple, actually, couple years ago, we watched them do it. I can see them going 4 and 2. I see them splitting with the Raiders. I see them splitting with the Chiefs. And I see them beating the Broncos twice. Let's let's hold off on your optimism on the Chargers. That's seven thirty. We got a lot to talk about coming up at seven thirty. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I I do think again. I said it yesterday, and we 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 debated this. I think that the AFC West could be won by ten wins because I think that the Chiefs will be the best team in division. But I don't think that the Chiefs are great by any means. By great, I mean thirteen, fourteen wins. I think that the Raiders could have a sophomore slump of no longer being the team that sneaks up on anybody. They now will be a team circled when you're playing them. I don't think the Chargers are going to be very good, and I think that the Broncos are going to be average, perhaps a 500 team. But that's a lot of people beating everybody, beating each other. Yes. To yeah, keep that win total down. And that's exactly what happens. One team that, that is a little concerning, uh, one division I, I would look at and say is a, is a little concerning is the AFC East with the Miami Dolphins. I hear about Ryan Tannehill's knee all the time. He is hanging on by a cuticle in that knee, it sounds like. Really? No, he's got a torn ACL. He's got a partially torn ACL, and it sounds like that thing could just go any time, but they're going to ride it out. They're going to risk that. And so then you got the Patriots just going to take over that division. Who's behind him? Matt Moore? Yes. Yeah. Who Who's actually okay. Serviceable. He's actually okay. He's yeah. a pretty serviceable two, which is probably why he probably makes more than other twos, but he's making money off of Ryan Tannehill's knee. Now, do you want to – we talk about the toughest division in all of football or the toughest division per conference, but you can look at competitiveness within division. It doesn't mean they're the best. It means there's a tighter grouping of teams. One that's kind of intriguing is the AFC South. I think it's the worst, potentially the worst, kind of with the AFC East there, as far as worst overall division talent-wise, but they're going to be tightly grouped together. Houston, Indy, Tennessee, and Jacksonville. Jacksonville had a pretty good draft, put themselves in position. You see they've got a little bit of direction. Leonard Fournette going down there. Blake Bortles can't possibly be as bad as he was last year. Can't possibly. Well, let's not forget that Tom Coughlin got rid of the ping pong table. Tom Coughlin. Now there's a guy. Don't go to sleep on getting rid of the ping pong table for the Jaguars. Tom Coughlin's got a system, though. 
You remember yes. when he went to New York, people wanted to run him out of town because he was putting guys in goofy polos like it was Boston College and khakis with pleats and cuffs on them, and that was their travel attire. No beards allowed. And then Tom Coughlin kind of relented. loosened the tie a little bit. Yes, he relented yeah. a touch, and then it got him to a Super Bowl. He's got a really good system, Tom Coughlin. Is Deshaun Watson the opening day starter for the Texans? He because, should be. I mean, the Texans are, are the leader in that division. They got to the playoffs. But Deshaun Watson, I mean, that's a true and true rookie quarterback. A lot of times when you're starting a quarterback, it's to get his feet wet, not to lead you to the playoffs. Bill O'Brien loves a quarterback controversy, by the way. I think Bill O'Brien's a guy who absolutely loves having a quarterback competition, not for the sake of competition, but for his own job's sake. Because I feel like he's a guy who's all about self-preservation. It came down to between him and Brock Osweiler last year. And yeah, Brock was bad on the field. Okay, but you're a head coach. You guys signed for $18 million. Can you not find a way to lead him better or Brock put, is a tool. put him in better positions? <laughs> no, no, Bill's a bully. Well, that I agree with. Bill's a bully. Yeah. Bill loves this situation. Howdy Brock. He loves this situation. Brock got yanked. They put Manning in. He goes on to win a Super Bowl, and Brock doesn't want to come around the organization because he got pulled. I don't blame him. At least he... He moved on. He got signed by another team. When you make a decision that wins you a Super Bowl, you should be able to acknowledge, okay, it was probably the right move. He did. Not poor me. He did. So he tipped his hat from Houston as they're from standing Houston. in D.C. Yeah. I'm totally good he with that. He was a tool there, too. I don't think he's Scotty, pouting. What did, uh, what, what, what did Florio say? Saying- to Florio this morning and they had uh, one of the writers on from the Houston Chronicle and he was saying that uh, Bill, uh, what's his last name? O'Brien. He has full control over who starts at quarterback. No one else has any say and they are going to go with Tom Savage this year. They don't think Deshaun Watson will see the field. He loves it. It buys him three more years because then you go Tom Savage, you bench him, you put Deshaun Watson in and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we got a ramp up period. He absolutely loves this quarterback controversy. All it does is get Bill O'Brien another contract More time, more money. That's all he cares about. One of my favorite moments in Hard Knocks history was when they took you into the quarterback's room, Brian Hoyer and Sleepy Ryan Mallett. (laughs) And Bill O'Brien let you know who the starting quarterback was going to be. So he says, Hoyer, you're our starter. Then he says to Mallett, now, Ryan, if things aren't going well through eight games or so, be ready, Nick. Eight games or so. Be ready. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how long Brian Hoyer made it as the starter until they went to Ryan Mallett? Eight minutes. Yes. I think in the second half <laughs> of the first game, Mallett was in. He loves so, it. Tom Savage may be the starter. That could last three series of the first week if they think Deshaun Watson is going to give them the better chance to win. See, there's enough said right there. To me, that's enough said. It's like impatient. I don't like what I see. I'm giving you eight games. Now I'll give you two quarters. Find a way to lead the guy. Put him in a better position. Be a better coach rather than just Bill O'Brien to me is a blamer. He's a blamer. He's the, he's the guy who, when you have issues, he's like, well, it would have happened if he would have done it. Well, I kind of call him a playoff winner without a quarterback. Who did they beat? The Raiders without a quarterback. Exactly. Yeah, they beat the Raiders. They got a great defense. That's oh, not Bill. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. So getting to the playoffs and winning a game without a quarterback isn't an accomplishment. They've got a great defense. That's not his responsibility. You so might he well doesn't be- get credit for having a great defense. No, he doesn't. So what what does he get credit for? For being a having bully. A, for a having a chin. For having an awful offense. That's what he should get credit for. Having an awful offense. 
So Bill O'Brien is the worst playoff head coach in the NFL. You talk about a great title to have. You know how many coaches would love to have that? Mike McCoy got a playoff win. He did. Year one. Right, and I give Mike McCoy a ton of credit. That was a legit win, though. You guys beat the Bengals, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that was on a legit the road. Win. They haven't been beaten that season. Court, sort of. It was legit. Well, you had a 1% chance of getting in. You needed two teams to go 0-2 to get in. They both went 0-4. Bill O'Brien's a bully. I'm not sold on that guy. So is Mike McCoy. Don't like him. No, he's not. Bullied me. Absolutely Bullied me not. in the post-game show. Four years. All right, Phillip Rivers, number 73 in the NFL Top 100. What pick would Rivers go in a straight-up league draft for a one-year season per Judson's tweet last night? He's on Judson 1360. We're extra 1360. Talk to you in a few. Coming up in 15 minutes, we are going to return to the game that all of you love to play. Name that quote. We've got a four-pack of tickets to the Celebrity Championship hosted by Marshall Falk at Morgan Run Club and Resort May 19th through the 21st, plus a pair of tickets to the Red Carpet Reception at Morgan Run Club and Resort on Thursday, May 18th from 7 to 10 p.m. That's all going to be in 15 minutes with Name That Quote. Can I give a hint out there? You throw a few. One of them, one quote, if we get to a movie, comes from Clerks. There's a hint for you. There you go. Did you really just give away one of them? It's rather obscure. It is, yeah. itself. Okay. Uh, By the way, I don't think that that's handing it over to you. No, because no, I don't at all. But I like to give I like to give a little something on a Tuesday. A little bit. Hey, we're fifteen minutes early. If they're with us right now, they're maybe getting rewarded for fifteen minutes. Name that quote. Exactly. It's it's the carrot, Scraby. Dangle the carrot. Try to keep up, Scraby. Fifteen minutes. You know what that was? That was one of the best teases in the business. That'd be, he's the teaser. Yes. Nick's dangling a carrot in he's, front of my face right now. I know you see that carrot. You look hungry. I've, I've, seen, like I've seen Nick's carrots. They're gross looking. Dong yeah, town. Like- <laughs> <laughs> my beans and mash, baby. All right. Quickly turning the page. I wanted to uh, discuss Philip Rivers. Okay. Nick, you with me here? Yeah. Lock oh, in, yeah. Kiddo. I'm always with you. All right. So the NFL Top 100. NFL Top 100 is going on. They're Hashtag. doing the countdown. Hashtag it. Absolutely. And there was a uh, a charger that popped up. Oh. Joey Bosa was 99, wasn't he? Was he 99? I believe Bosa was 99. Okay. Well, that seems high or that seems low, however you want to put it. He should be higher. He or, should be or later. lower. He should be later in, in being uh, notified. As they're, as they're unveiling, yes. Well, Philip Rivers went number 73. Mm. Philip Rivers, number 73 in NFL's top 100. Now, from what I understand... They're not doing it like we're doing it. No, they're doing it like raw performance, I think it was described to me on Twitter. Raw performance? Yes. Okay, so... W- the way Just you- basically the season that you had. Got you. But the way you laid it out was different. I look at it like this because, and, and again, I understand why he's 73. He threw, he threw 21 interceptions last yes. year. But I look at it because when I see 73, I look at it as the actual best player in the NFL. And so I look at it as what pick would Phillip Rivers go in a straight-up league draft for a one-year season? And I can tell you this, Nick. If you lined up all those NFL head coaches, 1 through 32, and they had to pick players, Phillip Rivers ain't going number 73. God, no. He's not getting past the 10 spot. Okay, see, now that 
That I don't necessarily agree with. How do you build a franchise? How would you best describe building a franchise? Where would you start? What is everybody? Rush. What did the Bears give up so much for? A quarterback. Yes. Everybody wants a quarterback. Houston traded up for a quarterback. Kansas City traded up for a reach at a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants a quarterback. Everybody's dying to get their hands on a franchise quarterback. So if you scrap the league, like you're suggesting, let's. Every, everybody in the entire league, including the incoming crop, are all free agents. Everybody's a free agent. And then you start with the worst team first. Same draft order. And it's only for one season. So take age somewhat out of the equation. Yes. Yeah. Where do you start? Well, let's ask. 570-1360. Nick says that Phillip Rivers would go in the top 10 of a straight-up league draft. This is from the NFL Network saying that Philip Rivers number seventy three. Where do you think he would go? Would he make it into your top ten? Five seven zero thirteen sixty. Tweet us at Hardwinna at Judson thirteen sixty. I I don't think he would go tenth because I do think that you may see a pass rusher taken or even a wide receiver in a Julio Jones or something Be a to kind of flip mistake. the field. Terrible, terrible mistake. You're going to take Julio Jones first. So somebody's no, going to not first, but let's say that you had the ninth pick. I know, but say, okay, so you're a team and first you're building round. a roster and there's how many picks you get. There's like 52 rounds, say, okay. So you're going to build it. You're going to build it like a fantasy football team. So you're going to put Julio Jones out there. Well, you know what you're going to get? You're going to get a second tier quarterback. Julio Jones isn't Julio Jones without Matt Ryan. What is Matt Ryan without Julio, Julio Jones? Julio Jones with Tom Savage. What are the Denver Broncos without Vaughn Miller? They're not a Super Bowl winner. They weren't last year. No, two years ago. They had a quarterback. They had a quarterback. Barely. They had a quarterback. They had a franchise. They got the worst quarterback play in the regular season of any NFL team that's ever won a Super Bowl. But they had a leader. They had a leader. A they, leader. They had a, that's maybe as important as the performance on the field is the leadership qualities that somebody brings to the table. If you go Julio Jones first, then you're left with a second tier guy. You're going to be left with a Sam Bradford. Potentially. You might not even get that. You might work your way down. You might keep going down the quarterback list. You might end up with Case Keenum. Is that where you want to be? If you're drafting a quarterback, I think you have to start at least with the top 10 to 12 picks, you've got to start with one of the franchise quarterbacks that exists in the National Football League. Otherwise, your team would have zero chance. And then I think you go to your edge rusher because I think you're right about that. I, I, I still wonder if he would go 10th, even if you took all quarterbacks. You think Phillip Rivers would go 10th? Well, no, I, I, I don't know if he would go in the top 10. You think you'd go lower than that? Potentially. Yeah, five seven zero thirteen sixty. Let's go to Dan. Dan, where would Philip Rivers go in a in a league wide draft for one season? I think he'd go at least twenty seven, twenty eight. The reason is, if his value is there, we're not four and twelve, five eleven in the last couple of seasons. You need players around him, so I don't think you can take him in the top ten. So you're telling me you think 26 players would come off the board before Philip Rivers was taken? Absolutely. I mean, like if, if he is top ten, then how does he lead a team to four and twelve? Well, it's because he, he he needs help. So you can't take him at the top and expect to put second string people around him. 
Dan, let me ask you, what position would you draft first? I draft quarterback. It just wouldn't be him. And that's just because of, you know, he's long in the tooth. And I know, I know age doesn't count, but when he was, like, 10 years ago, he'd be top 10, no, no doubt. But right now, I think it's some, you're picking someone like, like, like uh, the guy from Atlanta, like that. That's what I think. Matt gonna, Ryan. Going to take Matt Ryan. They've, yeah. Yeah, they got a better yeah. team. Well, Dan, there, there's no way, and thank you for the phone call, there is no way that you can get to a quarterback at 27. All quarterbacks would be gone. So if you're going to start with a quarterback, you're going to be picking one much higher than 27. And nobody begins with the help. <laughs> right? Not to mention, if everybody started from ground zero, you got to... I, I believe you have to take a quarterback if you're in the top 10 to 12 teams. You have to. you got to get one of these guys. Let's go to Matt. Matt, good morning. You're on. Hey, Nick, I totally agree with you. And, Justin, you're so off base. If you say that in the first round, straight up, if you're just taking quarterbacks, tell me Rivers would not go in the top 10, if not the top six, because you cannot name nine other quarterbacks better than Rivers right now. Franchise. Nine other quarterbacks. Ahead I, of Rivers. I can't name nine other quarterbacks that would go ahead of Rivers. Uh well, okay, well let's try to do let it. Let me let me throw a let me throw a few out there. Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady. Russell Wilson, yeah, Tom Brady. Russell Wilson. Eli. Dak Prescott. Big Ben. Andrew Luck. Ben Roethlisberger, by the way, I'm going to ignore that you said Kirk Cousins, but we're still able to get to 10 easily. No, I only said Kirk because he had nearly 5,000 yards last year. Oh, okay. He had 25 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Listen, there are those that would take Andy Dalton before Phillip Rivers. We did right. have a there call. Was... We had a call months ago talking about bringing in Andy Dalton instead yeah. of Phillip Rivers. Right. So, again, and Matt, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong that he would go ninth, but to say there's no way you could name 10 others for conversation's sake, actually, it would be fairly easy. Yeah, I, I do. I agree. There would be yeah. some in there that would be hotly contested for that number nine, 10 spot. I also feel very confident that if we did, if this draft took place, which would be a lot of fun, there would be a position player taken before every team had a quarterback. I don't think 32 teams would go quarterback. I don't either. Like a team picking 28th or something, I think would go with the best position player. And then on the flip side of the draft would try to get a quarterback. You'd have to go edge. If you spun it, you'd have to have a rusher, right? To attack the the quarterback 32nd. If they picked first, in the second round, and you flipped it that way, okay. you would definitely have a position player go before you had, um, you know, be a by, by position player. Anybody but a quarterback. Gotcha. Like you would have the best pass rusher, maybe taken at twenty eighth, and then take a quarterback as the second round came and around. go back again. Yeah. How do we? How do we make this happen? Because this sounds like a lot of fun. It does. <laughs> a one year season, <laughs> scrap it all. Let's start again. I think it could be a ton of fun. All right. Next. We are playing Name That Quote for some tickets. Judson already gave you a tease. Clerks, we'll talk to you around the corner. 570-1360. Get those phones lit up for a four-pack of tickets to the Celebrity Golf Championship. Oh, is it not? Yes, it it is. Is it a two-pack? It's a four-pack. No, I just like watching you spin. All right, yeah. All right, next on Extra. 
Has the curse of the cannons been lifted against the Texas Rangers? Will these Padres finally break the streak? We'll find out and talk about it today at noon on the Mark and Rich Show. Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego. Are you up to date on all things said? Whoever it is, they bring in here. And now it's time to see if you know everything set in sports. Name that quote. All right, if you are up to date to everything, you know that Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego, you're home for Aztec Sports. Excited to announce that also we are unveiling a new segment at 815. Subtly Savage. We'll tell you how we landed on it, and we'll tell you things going on that are subtly, uh, subtly savage in the world today. But as of now, it is time to play Name that quote. Very simple. We will give you a quote. You have to tell us who said it. You have a choice of sports, movie, or other. Three categories. You cannot go back-to-back on the categories. And you have to get three in a row. All right? It's very ready? fitting, by the way, that you said unveiling. As I'm watching the Padres replay from last night, Austin mm-hmm. Hedges up at bat. Very subtly savage. Subtly savage. Yeah. Especially, you know that walk-up song? Careless whisper. Subtly. That's not even subtle. There's nothing subtle about that. That's just savage. That's ballsy. That much saxophone just blowing throughout Petco Park in downtown San Diego. Mm. Savage. You ready? Yes, I am ready. All right. Josue is going to hit leadoff. He was the first one to get in. Josue, welcome to name that quote. You get to select movie, sports, or other. Uh, Movie. Movie. You got it, pal. Here we go. This one, all right. Do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Come on, Josue. You Come on, Josue. This, this is classic sports movie. Classic. Do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Josue, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, Josue. Your silence spoke volumes. All right, let's go to uh, Sean. <laughs> Sean, good morning. Sports movie or other? Sean, you're in. Sports movie or other? Uh, let's go movies. Movie, okay. Do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Can you say that one more time? Do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Switch. Uh, okay, we're going to keep... All right, Sean, we're going to keep you with us. Um, oh, you didn't. Okay, we're good. Sean, you got to get another one. Sports movie <laughs> or other. Okay, so we need to put you on hold, right? Yes, because, we, we yeah. I, it wasn't an intentional swear word, but we had to bleep it, so now we have to reload. Right, so people don't know exactly what that means. We have an eight-second delay. So when you cuss, we have to ro- erase it from the airwaves, and then we have to wait for it to build back up to eight seconds. So if we immediately go to a phone caller and they say a dirty word, then it makes its way onto the airwaves. Oh, I missed it. I'm glad yeah. you guys were it hearing that. It was very silent. I think Scraby may have panicked a little bit. Subtly savage. But you always play it safe. I heard the word. I'm good. I'm hitting the button. Okay. Yeah. Was that a subtly savage uh, sneak in that there? That was subtly word? savage. Yeah. yeah. How are we doing on the rebuild of the time? One, one second. We can go. We can go. If uh, Sean. All right. We're going to go back to Sean. Let's keep it okay. clean, Sean. Sean, you got to keep it clean, my man. Keep it clean, pal. A lot of other shows would have. Yeah. We would have dropped to like a bad habit, but we're, 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 we're feeling good today. All right. So sports. Other. Or other. You already got the movie. Let's go sports. Okay, sports it is, sport-ish. I expected this reaction. The fact that people are losing sight, they're looking at the price tag and not understanding that Lonzo's shoe is symbolic, that comes with a price tag. 
LeVar Ball. Yes, nicely done. All right, so, Sean, we're going to put you on hold. We're going to make you a winner because you got two in a row. And we have another pair of tickets to give away for the Celebrity Championship, the Marshall Falk Celebrity Championship. So we will continue. You have to get two in a row. Let's go to Ahmad. Game on. Ahmad, sports, movie, or other for name that quote. Uh, We'll go sports. All right, sports, you got it, buddy. Here we go. Looking over rosters, offseason moves, etc. Maybe I'm missing something, but I think the Chargers have a chance to shock a lot of people. Eric D. Williams? Oh, that's a good guess, but incorrect. <laughs> he said D. Williams. Yeah, he gave the Twitter hey, Eric D. Williams. Nicely done. All right, let's go to uh, Robert. Robert, sports movie or other for name that quote? I'll go other. Other, you got it. Nice choice. Here we go. Four scores and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Um, oh, you got to get you got to get this one come right, on, Robert. You got to get it right off the are top. Are you a great American or not? I'm American, yeah, but I don't. <laughs> Four scores and seven years ago, who? Jefferson. Oh, it's actually. No, I mean, if you're going to go no. history, you may as well go Thomas Jefferson. Your third grade history teacher just rolled over in their grave. Five seven zero thirteen sixty. Name that quote. Couple phone lines open for Marshall Falk Celebrity Championship tickets. Mike, you're up. Mike, where would you like to go? Sports movie or other? Give me other. Let's go other. Other, you got it. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. That's Abraham Lincoln. Yes, thank Mike. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. You redeemed oh, them. Golly. You redeemed other Americans, including Robert. Yes. just got that one wrong. Mike, to win it, do you want to go sports or movie for the tickets? Let's go movie. You got it, pal. You know, I have one simple request, and that is to have sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Now, evidently, my cycloptic colleague informs me that can't be done. Uh, can you remind me what I pay you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. Oh, Mike. Oh, no, Mike. I, Mike. Uh, Mike. Mike. That was long. I would hate for you to have to read it back again, but that freaking lasers. That's all you need to know. Freaking, Mike. freaking lasers with freaking uh, laser Austin, beams. Austin yes. Oh my goodness. Someone had a kid in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh, Mike, congratulations, my friend. Nicely done. We'll put you on hold. Don't hang up. And I'm, I'm very happy. We got Abraham Lincoln. Correct. On the airwaves. Serious. That's the least we could do here. Coming up. Five seven zero thirteen sixty. We're actually thirteen sixty. The unveiling of subtly savage. Next on extra.